of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Lift his name up on high. Indeed, let every other name fade away. Let me hear your voice. Thank you for your life. Thank you for this Thank you for this sufficient for us in the strength that is with Even in the times of our weakness. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord as we take our seats? Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be in church this morning? And how many of you are ready for the word of God this morning? Hallelujah. So today we want to honor all our mothers and potential mothers in the house. Let's put our hands together for them. I think, gentlemen, the ladies deserve a standing ovation. Let's let's give them a standing ovation. Hallelujah. We thank God for your lives. Mothers, potential mothers, expectant mothers, every category of mother. Hallelujah. We thank God for your lives. Amen. Let's take our seats. All right, so it's time to hear the word. And um, the word of God always comes to instruct. It comes to rebuke. It comes to correct. It comes to direct. (laughs) Why are some people excited like that? Is it the rebuke and correct part? I'm just quoting scripture (laughs) Hallelujah Yes And as you know we've been dealing with a series on The church And my last two sermons That was last week Sunday And on Wednesday were on the church And morality The church and morality I started on Sunday and I Continued on (laughs) You expect me to say I finished (laughs) Okay, I finished. <laughs> I finished on Wednesday. Yes, so that makes it. I think it's eleven parts on the church series, right? Eleven or is it twelve? Twelve. All right. So today will be part thirteen. Okay, part thirteen. All right. So we are continuing with the series on the church, and today I'm going to deal with the church and conflicts. Ntokwa. God will say B, B. <laughs> How do you say it in A? Because uh, or because of a Western Togo land, you people. <laughs> Those of you who don't follow the news, you don't get the joke. That some people were going to declare independence for the Volta region on 9th May, and they were all arrested. Independence that is now called Western Togo land. They are no longer part of Ghana. They are not part of Ghana and they are not part of Togo to an independent country led by an 80-year-old man who needs help to walk. 
and you see Ghanaians we, we like to joke with everything people made currency notes with the old man's face on it and stuff like that and, you know bank of western togo land <laughs> you know interesting things like that so Ghana it's very difficult for war to come over by nature we, we don't like such things when the election petition for the 2012 election was on I think Joy FM also interviewed somebody from Rwanda the way the whole country was tense and everybody was afraid something will happen somebody from Rwanda who saw the genocide those days it was like oh Ghana nothing can happen in Ghana it's like Ghana even if we fight we'll be using water pistols against each other <laughs> we don't we don't have that kind of nature <laughs> it's because we, we know how to make things light hallelujah and I, I pray that, that that spirit remains in this country amen yeah so today we're going to talk about the church and conflicts what are the biblical principles for dealing with conflicts? How many of you have been offended by somebody before? How many of you? Hey, those of you whose hands are down, you've never been offended. Yeah. So you've been offended at somebody, you've been bitter with somebody, you've been annoyed at somebody. But the Bible has principles for dealing with everything in this world, every single thing you can think of, if business, whatever. Alright, so we are going to look at the biblical way of dealing with conflicts. So we ask ourselves, what is conflict? When we say conflict, what do we mean? There's a difference between a conflict and a disagreement. Alright, a conflict is a type of disagreement, but the difference between an ordinary disagreement and a conflict is that in a conflict, the disagreement is prolonged. We can disagree here about something. And we'll go away and we've all forgotten about it. You can't classify that as a conflict. But if we take it out of this place and we are not talking to each other, I block you, you block me, you know, those kind of things, then we can talk about a conflict. It's the fact that it's been prolonged. As for disagreement, it will always happen. Hallelujah. All of us here, our faces are not the same, our heights are not the same our colors are not the same i mean we are very different people even identical twins have differences if you know them well you can tell the difference between the kakara and the pain so we are, we are not the same and because of these fundamental differences in us as human beings there will always be disagreement hallelujah yeah but we talk about conflict when the disagreement is prolonged when it goes beyond the time frame it's supposed to go for then we say we have a conflict and there are biblical principles for dealing with conflict hallelujah let's look at matthew chapter 18 this one is, is jesus's recommendation matthew chapter 18 let's look at the verse number 15 matthew 18 the verse number 15 so this is jesus christ himself speaking and as i always say if you have um the paper bible most of the time jesus's words are in red it means read them well pay attention to them and so this is jesus speaking he said if another believer sins against you go privately and point out the offense if the other person listens and confesses it you have won that person back so this is 
step one hallelujah of dealing with conflicts that is that is how jesus christ recommends that if another believer sins against you go privately and point out the offense if the other person listens and confesses it you have won that person so what are some of the things that cause us to be offended with one another give me a, a microphone or oh, pastor you you go around what are some of the things that cause us to be offended with anybody just volunteer oh this one is not a hard question yes what are some of the things? insults insults uh-huh what else betrayal betrayal yes betrayal uh-huh what else i think false accusation false accusation yes what else uh-huh backbiting yes there was a hand at the back there i think it's antoinette yes Money. money yes money issues the person came to borrow money said in two weeks time i shall bring it back and it's two years and the person is telling you for the sake of the love of christ let it go <laughs> you are saying no way i need my money ungratefulness yes when you are ungrateful somebody thinks he's, he's sacrificed for you you should be grateful and you just go about saying things about the person yes looking faces looking faces yes and favoritism uh, when you feel there is favoritism and things like that yes uh-huh lies lies yes individual differences individual differences yes just the fact that you are different can make you offended somebody can get offended at ah, this person he doesn't laugh at all like he's always serious just because you your personality is such that you are always happy you just don't like the fact that the person is and the person who is serious to thinks you do why is life life is like a big party for you every time you are happy and that alone is a cause of offense See, human beings you are very complex so, yes disappointment disappointment yes disappointment the person promises you something swears on his mother's grave <laughs> And doesn't deliver yes being taken for granted yes being taken for granted when somebody takes you for granted it's a very very painful thing very very painful thing you you expect people to you know accord you a certain kind of you know respect and they just take you for granted because you're a nice person and you don't get angry and you know oh as for this person he will let it go so yes bios unmet expectations unmet expectations yes you expect something from somebody the person just disappoints totally yes any more yes gideon at the back small gideon <laughs> greediness yes when people are greedy when they show greed it's like this is supposed to be for all of us and you are behaving as if you are the only one entitled to it yes what else heartbreak heartbreak if i that one hadn't come out i'd be very disappointed it is one of the major causes heartbreak 
heartbreak. You lead the person on, uh, and then later go and tell the person, Charlie, I've grabbed. You have grabbed what? I wish you had grabbed a live wire. So that you'll be electrocuted and you die. <laughs> heartbreak. Yes. What else? Uh huh, Lily. Teasing. Teasing. Uh huh. Yes. Some people can't take certain kinds of jokes. You see, I've said it here before that what may be a joke to you may not be a joke to somebody else. So if the person gets offended, just apologize. Don't go and say, the only my God, the crap. And what may be a joke if it's just the two of you ceases to be a joke when there's a third person there. There are some jokes. If it's just the two of you, it's fine. But the moment a third person comes in, it's no longer a joke. It becomes abuse. Yeah. It becomes abuse. Yes, Michael. Kokonsa. In other words, for the sake of our foreign gossip. Yes, gossip. Going here. Hey, and this person said this about me. This person said this about me. Have you heard? That's the slogan and the motto of the gossip squad. Uh huh. Yes. Cheating. cheating yes cheating we're all supposed to share something and you cheat me you think i'm going to talk about the other cheating that one today inside <laughs> yes injustice injustice yes that's true injustice uh-huh any more yes at the back precious Work style differences. Work style differences. Yes. Work style differences. Somebody wants the thing done military. Regimented. Bam, bam, bam. Somebody to says, Charlie, let's freestyle. I mean, let's take it easy. You know, what's the rush? In the house of the Lord, there is a liberty. Why are you making things so difficult for us? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Yes. 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 You see now, uh-huh. you see, <laughs> she has explained everything. You do good to somebody, and the person pays you back with evil. You plant good seeds in the person, and instead of you expecting fruits that you do, you can enjoy, the person produces thorns that prick you and hurt you. Yes. Anybody else? Yes, Elder Stephen. Differences in temperament. Differences in temperament. Yes. Some people, as I said, like to take things easy. Some people too like everything is a well couple. Everything must be taken seriously. So when you are becoming some way, we have a typical melancholy, a perfectionist who doesn't want when you go to the melancholy room, the bed is straight laid nicely you know where everything is phlegmatics room is like confusion to the power 12 but they claim in the disorder they know the order they know the order of the disorder <laughs> so if two people like that are paired as roommates it is trouble you have people who are very sensitive to words it's like you say something and they'll think about it over and they'll meditate, ponder over it, break it down, build upon it, create a mountain out of a molehill. And you have those two who just talk like I mean I think I, I just said it. I didn't really think deep about it. 
so differences in temperament can cause you know yes habitual lateness <laughs> habitual please say it again say it again say it again habitual please say it a third time habitual, habitual lateness. lateness it can cause offense to the pastor so i'm offended at some of you like i'm offended habitualness like you you've made up your mind that this thing we are saying there yeah if i won't do it <laughs> yeah all right so i realize we've named probably maybe 20 or 30 causes of of conflict of offense but with all of these differences the bible tells us something he said as much as possible everybody say as much as possible he says as much as possible live at peace with all men as much as possible as much as possible means try your very 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 best don't be too quick and say okay so i've cut you off i'm done with you finish i'm done as much as possible try to live at peace with all men with all the differences in personality with all the differences in character different viewpoints uh, whatever try as much as you can to live at peace with all men you see because differences will come the tendency to get offended or the tendency for conflicts to arise is very very high but if you can learn to deal with yourself we even get to the level of a conflict where you even have to go and speak to the person as um, as jesus said in matthew if you can deal with yourself that is the first level and i'm going to give you some five things right five things that you can do that will make you a peaceful person somebody who loves peace hallelujah you see we, we as christians are supposed to be peace loving people we are supposed to be agents of peace but there are some people they know how to promote conflicts it's like they they know how to add pepper and salt and garlic and you they spice up the fight they spice up the fight but let's see what jesus said in matthew chapter 5 verse 9 matthew chapter 5 verse 9 the beatitudes is one of the most powerful sermons ever preached very very simple nothing complicated nothing deep but it has a lot of timeless truths timeless truths that's what this one i like king james kojovi for this one is that blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of god if you're a child of god you are supposed to be a peacemaker you're supposed to be somebody who promotes peace hallelujah where there is conflict you, you should be the one to bring people together amen so children of god are expected to be peacemakers now let's contrast this with what the bible says in ephesians chapter 2 let's read from verse 1 ephesians chapter 2 let's read from verse 1 ephesians chapter 2 He said and you had he quickened which were dead in trespasses and sins that was when you were an unbeliever next wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air who is the prince of the power of the air 
satan the devil right so he's talking about the fact that when you were not believers you were walking according to the course of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worked in the children of disobedience you see the, the first one we read was talking about children of god the children of god are supposed to be peacemakers the children of this prince of the power of the air who is satan they walk in disobedience and then let's look at the verse 3 among whom also we all had our conversations in time past in the last of our own flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of what wrath wrath is anger even as others basically what this portion of scripture is trying to say is that children of the devil are children of wrath they are children of anger and what we read earlier tells us that children of god are children of peace can you see the direct contrast here if you are somebody who likes to get angry you are somebody who likes to promote anger you like to promote war you like to promote conflicts you are behaving like a child of the devil and the contrast of that is that children of god are supposed to be children of peace people who walk in obedience and also walk in peace hallelujah so i want to show you some five things five things that can help you to be a peaceful person we'll continue with how jesus recommends that we deal with the issues so this first one is like you are dealing with yourself more or less if you can practice these five things you wouldn't have to get to the other levels of how to deal with conflicts so the first step now before i go to the first step the bible talks about the fact that we must walk in the spirit walk in the spirit walking in the spirit actually means walking against the flesh the gradient of the flesh you let's take the thing as a gradient it's like a slope like that right it's easier to walk in the flesh than to walk in the spirit so let's say walking in the flesh is like coming from top down gravity helps you it's easy to slide down it's easier to slide down than to climb up a slope right walking in the spirit is like climbing up a slope you are living against your natural instincts you are behaving contrary to what your flesh will want how you naturally want to react to situations that is what walking in the spirit means hallelujah and it's not an easy thing it's like walking against the gradient of the flesh because most of the time instinctively the flesh will want to do what it wants to do so the bible says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh so the first thing you need to learn to do so that you'll be a peaceful person is to learn to say sorry this is i'm coming to you there are not any high valuing things so very 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 simple simple things that if you take will help you learn to say sorry tell somebody learn to say sorry tell somebody else learn to say sorry hallelujah that some people sorry how many letters is it five it's so difficult for those words to come out of their mouth just sorry they know they've offended you but they expect you to deal with it 
deal with it you'll be surprised what that five letter word can do to the person to his anger to what goes on in his mind and whatever when you find it difficult to say sorry it is a clear indication that you are a proud person i have a sermon on unmasking the spirit of pride i don't know whether it's on the podcast yet but if it's there go and listen to it unmasking i gave like 20 subtle manifestations of pride subtle very subtle it's like you, you are walking in it but you don't even know you don't even know you are proud one of the subtle manifestations of pride is when you get offended when you are being corrected when you get offended like you are being corrected and you're offended it's a subtle what do you call it or when somebody points out a failing of yours you retaliate by also pointing out a failing in the person so the person comes okay so um the way you dress i think it can be better considering the fact that so so and so so instead of meditating on what they are telling you and trying to work on it immediately it's like okay yeah before you go me to have something to say you too the way you cut your hair <laughs> i don't think it's fine <laughs> it's, it's a manifest so so there are a lot of subtle manifestations of the spirit of pride and one of them is you finding it difficult to accept that you are wrong to say sorry i've told you before you don't only say sorry when you accept that you are wrong the mere fact that you have offended the person means the person must you must apologize to the person for offending the person hallelujah yes we, we all think differently we all see things differently you may say it as oh this is nothing but at the end of the day the person has been offended the person has been hurt so shoot the person's pain by saying sorry simple sorry can end potential conflict look i've lived long enough to see divorces right and one thing i've noticed about divorces is that most of the time the original thing that caused the problem wasn't any big issue it wasn't any big issue it is the reactions how people reacted to it things that were said some of these things when you say sorry right from the beginning you kill it and that is it finished you just say sorry and it's finished when i was preaching about the man of god i told you at time that paul paul was 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 before the sahindri he had been someone before the sahindri before he could open his mouth to talk somebody ordered one of the priests ordered somebody to hit him on his mouth bah! can you imagine that you are you, like you you are coming to talk and somebody just hits your mouth like that it's painful it's annoying it's like a show you know that kind of thing that it's 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 more painful than the physical pain shit his mouth and he opened his mouth and also addressed the one who ordered for his mouth to be hit he said you whited wall and i explained to you that a whited wall those days they used to paint certain walls with um they call it lime the calcium carbonate also the whole chemistry behind it is that people used to urinate on those walls and what makes urine smell is ammonia so when the urine comes into contact with the calcium carbonate it turns the ammonia into some ammonium something something which doesn't smell so it was a way 
of dealing with the smell of urine so a whited wall is a wall on which people urinated so what he basically told the man was that you deserve to be urinated upon that's what paul told him out of anger and then later he realized that hey this man was a priest and he apologized he said i'm sorry if even paul with all his anointing with all his revelation can accept that he's wrong and say sorry i don't know why saying sorry is so difficult for you hallelujah we must learn to say sorry sorry can kill it fast it, it will it will just abort the conflict before it even gets to be born so let, let's get into the habit of saying sorry in relationships in marriage sometimes you can have a relationship which is such that one person is the only one saying sorry all the time that is not a healthy relationship and most of the time it's the female the gentlemen have the way of manipulating the relationship such that even when they are wrong they get you to be the one to apologize to turn the thing around in some very interesting way and you end up apologizing you have seen that happen so many times it's not right a relationship that has one way traffic where saying sorry is concerned is not a healthy one it is very fragile and can break apart at any point in time you shouldn't feel too big to say sorry hallelujah so that is the first thing first step learn to say sorry two use less dramatic means to handle problems when a thing comes misunderstanding use less dramatic means sometimes you are too dramatic in handling the things you just open your mouth and say something that will cause irreparable damage to your relationship with the person dramatic means the person offends you know i don't want to see you again in my life stay away from me it's like trying to kill a fly with a sledgehammer when you are quick to cut people out of your life you have a problem you have a very big problem i don't want to see you again dramatic means your parents didn't bring you up well too dramatic so you, you have to you have to learn to use less dramatic means of handling issues this person i've cut him off i'm done with you i'm finished with you if god too says he's finished with you today because of the things that you do how will your life be like satan will say oh when you go say i'm finished with satan will say i've started with you <laughs> so try try not to use very dramatic means dramatic means somebody says something says no you call five six people have you have you seen what this guy said have you seen what is and you see when you do that you are sentencing the person to trial by gossip that's what you are doing that's why the first that jesus said call the person and talk to the person one dramatic means you put it on your status put the person's picture there and put some sarcastic or hateful thing people come and go 
some people it's a one-way traffic <laughs> dramatic is like you are you are you are you are just being dramatic about the whole thing don't try to use social media to solve your problems some people you, are, you go through their status that there are times i've had to call people because i saw certain things on their status i'm like no this and it sounds like you are trying to say something to somebody Facebook, somebody who put some no 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 I'll call no 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 this one I've ordered people to put down things because they, they don't promote peace not just with some friends so all the friends you have start examining themselves hey what have I done to this person some friends Wolves in sheep clothing. They shall all be unmasked one by one. Hey, if you are just using a dramatic means to handle a very, very simple problem, you've not been giving the person the chance to explain. You're not giving the person the chance to explain. So just like how I will call and say, Hey, what is happening? This thing is not promoting. Somebody will call and say, Hey, so what happened? Then then they're They're gossips. And then they also start passing it on among themselves. And by the time you hear the thing, it has been exaggerated. Things have been added to it. Things the person didn't even say. Let me add the fact that the person said you, you don't know your father. Very, very serious. Cutting things. All because you sentence the person to trial by gossip. You, you just put the thing out there and gave the gossip jury the chance to judge the person without giving the person the chance to defend him or herself so you have to learn to use less dramatic means some people offense in the compound house no hey they will take a saucepan and they say hey draw everybody's attention to the fact that the person has misbehaved christians should not do that hallelujah when you go to Aladura and some of those places, you can do some of these things. If you are a Christian, a born-again Christian, you mustn't behave that way. So one, you must learn to say sorry. And then two, try to use less dramatic means of solving problems. Be, be gentle about it. Call the person. Okay, this is what you did that I didn't like. And the person says, oh. And you see, a lot of the times... You realize you even misinterpreted what the person said misinterpreted what the person said especially in this day of social media where a lot of communication goes on by whatsapp there are some words or some some sentiments you can never carry across adequately with emojis so there's always the danger of misinterpretation when I was doing a Christian in the contemporary world and I, I, I said something like Christian in social media I showed you some of the whatsapp emojis and when I told you what they actually are meant to mean some of you were surprised but you've been, you've been using them you've been using them so depending on how the person interprets that emoji you take it I've told you here that you see 
depending on what is at the back of the person's mind somebody sent a thumbs up to somebody and he interpreted it as an insult because in ghana when somebody does this to you he has insulted your mother just the thumbs up <laughs> you see that's why you shouldn't choose dramatic means of handling things if you are still of it call the person tell it this thing that you said I wasn't happy about it. The person will say, Oh no, that's not what I meant to. Actually, this and this and that. And then if really the person meant that, and the person is Christian enough, he will say sorry. And the matter ends there. And when you decide to put it on social media and do this and this, in when like you know, in three we say Akutia, is that the name? You just put things there trying to imply certain things. You take the person's picture and you do some things be to the face as if you got the chance you claw the face and the eyes out all of these things they don't promote peace hallelujah so one learn to say sorry to use less dramatic means to handle problems three learn to manage your fr- frustrations we usually have conflicts arising out of disagreements because people get frustrated Learn to manage your frustration. Look, life is full of frustrations. So. The Bible never promised us we will not have frustrations in life. As for frustrations, they will come. You will have frustrations. And when frustrations come, most of the time you are looking for a place to dump the frustration. You are looking for somebody to unleash your frustrations on. And when you unleash it on the wrong person, it is recipe for conflict ladies when is that time of the month and the hormones are misbehaving and you 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 don't feel like being nice to people and you're looking for somebody to dump their frustrations on i'll show you how to handle it john chapter 16 verse 33 John chapter 16 verse 33 Frustrations and tribulations and you know things are not going well at school to work and all This is Jesus speaking He said these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace In the world ye shall have what? So it's not every time that things will go nice for you It's not every time that everything will be perfect at work it's not every time that everything will be perfect in, in school, in your relationship, in your room. But he says what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. So Jesus is telling you, even when it comes, be of good cheer. So it's not acceptable to just dump your frustrations on people. And sometimes, you see, when it happens like those who are dumping the frustrations expect the recipients of the frustration to understand but it's not a biblical way to think hallelujah he says be of good cheer come out of that place you are wallowing in the realm of the soul the realm of emotions but the command was not for us to walk in the flesh or in the soul but to be in the spirit hallelujah that time of the month is not a good excuse for you not to be a nice person it's not he said be of good cheer smile laugh 
even though your, your hormones don't control you if you're a human being and it's hormones that control you then you're in trouble if you're a man and it's testosterone that controls you you are in trouble you don't you don't allow your hormones to control you hallelujah you see the bible says he that is born of the spirit is spirit we, we are supposed to be living at a higher level than the ordinary human being those who don't have the spirit of god can just you know behave anyhow under any kind of circumstance but we have the holy spirit hallelujah when you are depressed and you don't know why remember that you have the holy spirit and joy is one of the fruits of the spirit so as for your joy is intrinsically generated it's not dependent on what is happening around you it's not dependent on good news that has come it's not dependent on the fact that you did so well on the world today or the IA results came and you were on top of the class or that somebody wired some 10,000 Ghana cities into your account may somebody receive that in Jesus name that is not joy when it is dependent on happenings we call it happiness but when it is intrinsically generated by virtue of the mere presence of the holy spirit inside you that's when it's called joy Leonard Raven Hill said believers have substituted the joy of the Lord for entertainment when you don't have the joy of the Lord that's when you need entertainment I'm not saying entertainment is wrong there's nothing wrong with watching TV but if you go to a place where there's no TV as a believer you shouldn't be depressed where there's no radio there's no social media the presence of the spirit of God in your spirit alone should be enough that should be able to generate joy hallelujah so with that at the back of your mind at that point in time in the man those two or three days when things are some way the spirit of god is still inside you you can still be happy you can still be normal you can still talk to everybody normally hallelujah so learn to manage your frustrations learn to manage your philippians 4 says be anxious for nothing don't get into a state of anxiety some people are just too anxious in life they they allow the frustrations of this world to get to them they can't function properly you know there are some people when there's a crisis you don't want them around you there are some people too you want around you because they are very stable and they can be calm and give you the chance to think to solve the problem there are some people too they are just too anxious it's like hey hey what are we going to do if we are dead do oh, they put their hands on their head what are we going to be pushing you meanwhile you need some silence to think to solve the problem everybody wants a stable solid person around him or her in times like that so don't be that frustrated person who just makes the, the situation more difficult hallelujah just be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and supplications let your request be known unto god let your request be known unto god give me first peter chapter 5 verse 7 i'll show you where to dump the frustrations leave the people alone first peter 5 7 it said give all your worries and cares to god hallelujah that is the dumping ground though he says i you are accepted just go I know a friend when he's frustrated i was like he just goes somewhere far and shouts out the thing like it says it's a way of okay god you said i should give it to you so i'm just passing on the frustration instead of screaming at people and barking at people and sending everybody around you away and you see interestingly sometimes when you get into that mood that is when deep inside you actually want people to come and support you i've always said that 
what you are today is a result of how you have reacted to situations you you want deep inside you want people to come around but the way you have reacted to it you are you are you are pushing everybody away you want somebody to hold you and tell you oh, it will be okay but you are like a live wire like a tigress and anybody who is wise when you see a wild tigress you pass here you don't go pet a wild tigress like a kitten she would devour your flesh hallelujah so people must learn to lay the foundations for what they want in their relationships with people if you want the person to pamper you behave like somebody who can be pampered don't behave like a wild person and expect the person to be pampering you at the same time it's not possible hallelujah so it says give all your worries and cares to god for he cares about you that is the dumping ground tell him everything and leave the people alone hallelujah so you must learn how to handle frustrations when, when you are a frustrated person you you are defenseless look at proverbs chapter 25 verse 28 you lose self-control when you allow frustrations to come in that's when you say things you don't have to say you make statements you are not supposed to make he said a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls when, when a city is without walls it means it can be attacked from any angle it's defenseless and that is what the bible is saying you are when you don't have self-control when, when you can put yourself in order look this way that i'm feeling i'm not supposed to feel this way to bring yourself down to subjection and say look i'm getting out of this mood i become too moody that is not how a, a christian is supposed to be here i'm pushing everybody around me away i'm saying things that are hurting people that is not how i'm supposed to be as christians we must get into the habit of speaking to that emotional part of us called the soul you, you must learn to command your soul somebody said arise oh my soul be strong and march forward i'm sure it was a situation where the soul was down he had to speak to the soul to come back up so when you get into those moves where you think you are you are losing control where you are doing things you are not supposed to do you are saying things you are not supposed to say speak to your soul tell your soul look come into alignment with the spirit hallelujah because when you stay in that situation it's like the walls around you have been broken down and it is free cause for the devil to attack that is when you make the mistakes with the things you say that is when you make the mistakes with the things that you do but i pray that god will give us self-control hallelujah number four discipline your tongue discipline your tongue james chapter 1 verse 26 james 1 26 and listen to this carefully he said if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless so all your religiosity has been bundled and put into your ability to control your tongue if you can speak postgraduate tongues you can prophesy accurately you can raise three dead people at the same time but you don't have control over your tongue the bible is telling us here that all of those things together are worthless your spirituality your religiosity and whatever it is worthless that should tell you how important controlling the tongue is 
control your tongue such that unhealthy words don't come out of your mouth because one of the major causes of conflict is words that have been spoken hateful words that have been spoken when you decide that when somebody offends you you have to say something hateful to the person before you can sleep you have a problem you know that thing is like you can't sleep i was saying i have to say something to the person it is a very 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 big problem it's a big problem just all your religiosity all the spiritual gimmicks and things you do if you don't have control over your tongue all of this is worthless that's what the bible is saying proverbs chapter 12 verse 18 the tongue can pierce it's like it can pierce how many of you have have experienced hateful words before hateful words yes sometimes they are not necessarily insults as for insults that some people they are experts at insults and those who are very good at insults when they are even insulting they don't lift up their voices it's calm and cool but the words are heavy i knew somebody somebody was calling him a nickname he didn't like the person was following him, calling him a nickname he was calling him ss apapa and he has said that he doesn't like to be called ss apapa you know those kind of boys and say they are teasing people like always trying to create fun and making fun of people the guy was walking calling ss apapa ss apapa the guy was quiet he wasn't minding him and at one point he just turned to him not very loud very cool calm and collected he said you because your mouth is long you think you are a dog <laughs> you digest the words well <laughs> nothing loud though because <laughs> because your mouth is and the truth is that a guy had some very long mouth he said because your mouth is long you think you are a dog and he was going just and said my friend stop barking just left her wet heavy insult this one he has not only insulted your looks but your senses and sensibilities that you think being like a dog is 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 big <laughs> is the new cool <laughs> eh? because your mouth is long you think you are a dog and the bible is saying what some people make cutting remarks but the words of the wise bring healing maybe your words bring healing to people sometimes the words too cutting sometimes you get too personal say things about people's families about people's tribes those, those are cutting things and they are breeding grounds for conflict so there's a certain prayer you must pray every day psalm 141 verse 3 psalm 141 verse 3 psalm 141 verse 3 you must pray it every day it says take control of what i say oh lord and guard my lips sometimes some words can escape from your mouth and you wonder where they came from when you pray this prayer it will help you 
the words just escape like that but if the words are gone you can't chase them and catch and swallow them back they're already gone so you pray that god in another version it said put a guard on my mouth when you to bath a dog you put a guard on the mouth so that it doesn't bite you that's literally what they are talking about put a guard on my mouth so that i don't say cutting things i don't say hateful things and this one too the gossips you need to pray this prayer because sometimes it's like you are you 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 are eager to share news you're eager to tell people things there are things people don't want to go out there they tell you in confidence and you to go and tell somebody in confidence another person to tell somebody in confidence the time we realize it's become what we call an open secret that's an open secret though i tell you i'm telling you in confidence don't tell anybody and to go and tell someone don't tell anybody and this one don't tell anybody don't tell anybody it becomes an open secret you have to put a guard on your mouth hallelujah point number five learn to manage your anger learn to manage your anger are christians allowed to be angry yes we are allowed to be angry but there are terms and conditions to our anger we black people we don't like reading terms and conditions you've downloaded so many things on your phone play store terms and conditions do you bother to read you don't read the terms and conditions just accept so you've accepted that christians are allowed to be angry but you have not taken note of the terms and conditions of the anger somebody did an experiment i think it was some software he developed and the terms and conditions he put some very wild statements something like if you download this thing you are going to give me all your properties all your children are mine he put it somewhere in the thing he was just doing an experiment everybody accept 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 and he go to you say did you read this line no did you read this line no did you read this line and that's how most of us believers are we, we accept certain things without knowing the terms and conditions today i'll show you the terms and conditions of being angry you are allowed to be angry but there are terms and conditions in the first place the bible says do not let your anger lead you to sin that's the first thing don't let your anger lead you to sin and then ephesians chapter 4 let's read from 26 to 27 ephesians chapter 4 26 to 27 he said and don't sin by letting anger control you don't let the sun go down while you are still angry so that's the second time don't let the sun go down on your anger and there's a reason why jesus is saying if you are angry deal with it quickly don't allow the sun to go down because when it prolongs the anger actually gets worse because you meditate on what the person did to you it hurts more and more you start reading meanings that are not even there into what the person did to you and the time you realize the thing has become a stronghold and dealing with the anger becomes even more difficult that's why paul said don't let the sun go down on your anger and i've told you here before sun rises at six sets at six 12 hours you can't get angry for more than 12 hours whether in marriage in a relationship in whatever 12 hours you should smile again 
you should be able to talk to the person again hallelujah you see sin is disobedience and if god is telling you through his word that don't let the sun go down on your anger and you don't obey it it's the same as you disobeying the part that said don't commit adultery it's the same word don't let the sun go down on your anger finish 12 hours maximum you should be able to communicate to the person again so this will have blocked you i won't talk to you and this it shouldn't even come near us as believers hallelujah some people find it very difficult to break their eyes whenever there is disagreement it's like if i'm the first person to call then i have lost you know that thing uh-huh it's a very demonic thing to do it's very very demonic it's one of the manifestations of pride it's like if i'm the first person to call then it i've been weak i'm the one who is weak so you'll be waiting waiting and the 12 hours will come and pass and both of you are sinning so the higher person the one living the higher life which is you must decide that me i'm going to break the ice we are going to talk i'm going to call you whether you want to talk or not with me i'll call you i don't want the 12 hours to pass for me to enter into the realm of sin so me, i'm going to call you hallelujah you can't take that thing into marriage oh. you're in the house with the person everybody's quiet you just pass by each other you're not minding each other like that no you can imagine the atmosphere at home everything is just bomb like that just because two people are not 12 hours start talking again hallelujah that's why i said you see walking in the spirit means walking against the gradient of the flesh it's difficult i'm not saying it's easy especially when you feel like the person is the one who, who owes you their apology and their approaching but for you to move against that gradient and be able to initiate the talk again it makes you the higher person the one living the higher life the one who is not living in the natural but walking in the spirit in the natural we see it as weakness you see a lot of the things in the spirit when you take the it's, it's like how nature sees it is seen in the opposite way in the spirit in the spirit they say what the best way to receive is to give it doesn't make sense natural i mean the best way to receive is to receive it's as simple as that so there are a lot of things that are opposite in the spirit To be a real Christian, eh, there are times you must look like the fool. You must be the fool. But you are a fool for Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. You must be the fool. Imagine Jesus telling somebody, when somebody slaps you on the right, don't run away. Don't even attempt to slap him back. Stand there. Deal with the pain of the first one and master courage to turn the other cheek and anticipate the pain of the next one and receive it in peace and walk away that sounds like Charlie I'm being foolish oh. but that is the higher life hallelujah that is the higher life so if you are you are somebody who is a peacemaker you are a child of God and you are a peacemaker don't feel like you are degrading yourself by being the one to initiate the talking again when there's been a, a little a, send the person oh, what's that 
send a person mind me small why or you can be send a person oh I've missed us the person will be shy try to be the one who will break the ice hallelujah yes. so there, there are terms and conditions to our anger don't let the anger lead you to sin and then you are not supposed to be angry for too long proverbs chapter 19 verse 11 proverbs 19 11 it says what sensible people control their temper they earn respect everybody say respect by overlooking wrong so when you overlook wrongs it's not weakness it's not weakness at all today the bible is telling you it is actually strength it, you should be respected if you can just let this thing you say oh this thing it's nothing it's a child's play so Charlie, me the level at which i'm operating this thing i'm not going to i say hi life this thing I'm, I'm coming down into the gutters let me just let it go hallelujah so he says they earn respect by overlooking wrongs don't be too right in your own eyes it's not everything you must address that's one of the things you, you you just see inside for the person that looking at the realm i'm operating in it looks like this one he didn't even know what they were doing you're doing jesus looked like people said father forgive them for they know not what they do because some of the people who offend you they are just being tools in the hands of the devil and when you mind them you just give the devil more it's like he's achieving his aim just overlook the wrong and let it go hallelujah it's not every time that when your roommate leaves the, the shoe at the wrong place you call him and give him a lecture on how to keep your environment clean and how to be orderly some of the things you just take it and just take it and put it in the right place if it's a sensible person after a while you realize that no but when you talk 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 because you know talking to when you talk too much there's a way in which your talking can lose its effect those who talk plenty everything they want a meeting come let's sit down we must have a meeting today we will discuss this thing we will not let it go you every day meeting every day meeting next time you come meeting you can say mm, mm, mm. have you finished okay bye bye we are gone life goes on your words have lost their, their, their power but if you keep your words in and one day you call for a meeting they know that mm, then this is a serious matter and if everything you are commenting on everything you want to correct it every little small disaster your words will lose their power they will lose their influence when you talk nobody takes you serious any, anymore so you must get into the habit of overlooking people's wrongs just let it go oh that's what this one is nothing let's move on let's continue being friends let's continue the marriage let's continue the relationship like that that is how you can live at peace with people amen not to find fault with every little thing and try to correct every little thing amen proverbs chapter 14 verse 29 proverbs 14 29 people with understanding control their anger a hot temper shows great foolishness when you are just saying as for me i don't have a heart to my heart is not good you know there are people who actually pride themselves in the fact that they are hot tempered me i can't tolerate certain things so this is you I have a hot temper me, i get irritated very easily i can't stand certain things he said people with understanding control their anger 
may you be a man and a woman of understanding a hot temper shows not just foolishness great foolishness <laughs> great foolishness higher level foolishness so we've gone through five things the first one was what learn to say sorry the second one the third one fourth and then five all right now let's go back to matthew 18 to the verse 15 again when jesus was speaking he said if another believer sins against you go privately and point out the offense if the other person listens and confesses it you have won that person back so our aim should always be to win the person back that should be the first line so what is the second line let's move to 16 but if you are unsuccessful that means you've tried all these things that i'm talking about try to deal with yourself you spoke to the person but it was still not successful what is the second line take one or two others with you and go back again take one or two others with you and go back again this is jesus speaking so you try to handle it just between the two of you and it's all because you want peace all right you don't bring the other people in because you want to expose the fact that the person is wrong and you are right the mindset with it you are bringing the others in is because you want peace to prevail all right so he says take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses because sometimes and the things the tempest and things can be so bad that in trying to deal with the person one-on-one you say something the person misinterprets it you say something the person misinterprets it it even makes the thing worse so sometimes when there are two or three people there they are also judges of what has been said that no 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 what he said this is not what he actually meant or this is not what he actually said i get in the point i'm making that is the essence of taking two or three people and most of the time the two or three people you take must be people that you both mutually have respect for because sometimes when tempests are high like that and the two of you sometimes when tempests are high the two of you can't even have any meaningful discussion on the matter emotions take over and reason is relegated to the background so you can't have a meaningful conversation but if you have two or three people that you both respect that you can't misbehave in front of then you calm down and now you can communicate i was dealing with a case recently and i realized that two people were not communicating they were just yelling at each other and not making sense to each other they're just talking 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 expressing emotions and expressing frustrations but they were not dealing with the issue so i had to come in and then common sense prevailed because they couldn't yell in my presence and that's when they realized that ah we've just been misunderstanding each other okay that was it and the matter was all so this is why bringing others in comes in marriage whatever i tell people somebody called me some time ago said he wants to divorce his wife i told him have you exhausted all the possible means of dealing with the situation the bible makes it clearly that god hates divorce if you want to do something god hates you must make sure you have tried your very best that is the case where they've not even brought a counselor in they've not done anything it's like just because of the irreconcilable differences we want to part ways so he says go back again 
so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses next if the person still refuses to listen take your case to the church this is jesus speaking take your case to the church then if he or she won't accept the church's decision treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector i'm not the one saying it though it's jesus <laughs> this is jesus speaking i mean it's, it's just showing you the extent to which jesus wants us to work out the peace so at the end of the day it, there must be peace try hard if he even believes in the fact that you must bring the matter to the church pastorate leadership to deal with it means you must go through all the necessary processes so if you you've not even had a conversation with the person to try to hear his side of it and say i'm done with you i've cut you off my life i'm blocking you you are not a peacemaker and you are not behaving like a child of god hallelujah but you see all of these things bringing it to the church and everything might sound extreme but the aim is that you even get there that is the aim that you you even get to that point you are learning to say sorry so that the thing is just a disagreement and doesn't become a conflict you are learning to deal with your anger you've learned to control your tongue you've done these five things that i'm talking about you've spoken to the person you've dealt with the issue that is it you don't even have to bring two or three people in you don't have to bring it to the church so even though jesus is saying it is permitted the aim is that you even get to that point you must be mature and spiritual enough not to even let the matter get to that point hallelujah now one of the i'm, I'm getting ready to finish when we talk about conflict one of the things types of conflict we can have between two people is when divorce is on the line I want to quickly address the issue of divorce hallelujah bible has made it clearly that god hates divorce god hates divorce he has taken his time to bring two people together to make them one i use the cassava and plantain analogy you have cassava and you have plantain and you pound them together with energy for it to become the fufu like that separating the cassava from the plantain is not a joke as i said what god has put together let no man put asunder so what god has taken time to put together he doesn't like it being separated by heart hallelujah yeah god hates divorce so all of these conflict resolution things they 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 apply in marital problems as well they apply go through all the necessary steps and you see people think divorce is an easy thing people who have been in like products of broken homes will tell you it's not easy it is not easy at all it's not easy and and, and some people think you can just divorce a woman and then just go and and, and marry another person give me mark chapter 10 1 to 12 we'll read everything the pharisees went to test jesus with the controversial issue of divorce and this is what jesus told, told them mark 10 1 to 12 
then jesus left capernaum and went down to the region of judea and into the area east of the jordan river once again crowds gathered around him and as usual he was teaching them next some pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question should a man be allowed to divorce his wife i believe the opposite is also true should a woman be allowed to divorce the husband next jesus answered them with a question what did moses say in the law about divorce next well he permitted it they replied he said a man can give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away next but jesus responded he wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard heart next but god made them male and female from the beginning of creation next this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife next and the two are united into one since they are no longer two but one is telling you that god has taken time to put two together as one next let no one split apart what god has joined together so this thing we see at weddings this is where it came from is jesus's words what god has put together let no man put us under next later when he was alone with his disciples in the house they brought up the subject again so this one wasn't pharisees his own disciples what did they say next he told them who listen well whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against her that's jesus not me i'll take it again he said whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against divorce is not a simple thing what he's trying to say here is that if you want to take the person away then prepare to be single for the rest of your life that's what he's saying verse 12 and if a woman divorces her husband and marries someone else she commits adultery this is Jesus' stance on the subject of divorce but the same account if you read matthew chapter 19 verse 9 there's a small caveat in there which mark didn't add and so i'll put it in matthew chapter 19 verse 9 he said and i tell you this whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery then comes the caveat unless his wife has been unfaithful so the only condition under which you can go and marry is if you can produce evidence of infidelity i don't know how you can get, get that evidence whether video evidence or audio evidence or whatever but that is what the bible is saying i just want to teach you what the bible stances on on these things hallelujah but you see your marriage you not even get to the point of divorce it will be a blissful marriage it will be a happy marriage every 10 years you renew your vows with a very powerful lavish wedding amen last point then i close when a fellow christian has offended you give me first corinthians chapter six christian has come for your money didn't pay you had a business deal the person was greedy swept you or the person has even stolen from you listen to what paul is saying 
is that when one of you has a dispute with another believer and the, the, the key word here is believer how dare you file a lawsuit This is not me saying it though. How dare it means you are not allowed to take a fellow believer to court and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers. Mm, this one you didn't know it was there. I'm, I'm showing you scriptures. He's saying, Don't take your so that they eat that small thing, you no, know, unless the person is not a believer. He says, don't take your fellow believer to court. To a secular court. The courts we have around are secular courts. They are not religious <laughs> institutions. He said, don't, don't take to a secular court. Next. And he gives his reason. He said, don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourself? Next. Don't you realize that we will judge angels? So you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. If you're a peacemaker, you should be able to resolve the thing. For it not to get to court level. Next. If you have legal disputes about such matters, why go to, to outside judges who are not respected by the church? I mean, strong believers to go and preside over an issue between two believers. Next. I'm saying this to shame you isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues next but instead one believer sues another right in front of unbelievers go to sue somebody take the person to court in front of unbelievers it's not a good advertisement for the church that's basically what he's trying to say verse 7 to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that that means if it's only the money leave it that's why i said when you're walking the spirit is a grace the gradient of the flesh Five hundred thousand ghana cds and the person should keep it let it be like that so why not accept the injustice and leave it at that why not let yourselves be cheated? <laughs> so yes, hard. Allow yourself to be cheated instead of taking the issue to court. Allow yourself to be cheated. And I'm not the one saying it though. This in the Bible. Finally, verse 8. Instead, you yourselves are the one who do wrong and cheat even your fellow believers. So in the first place, the cheating should be even coming. As believers, why should you cheat your fellow believer? If agreed, this, 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 follow the agreement. So basically, what I'm trying to show you here is that the Bible is telling us that taking a fellow, unless the person is not a believer, taking a fellow believer to court, you even have situations where one church is taking another church to court over land, land dispute, and the church is taking another church to court. Even two believers are not supposed to take each other to court. But my prayer is that we we'll all walk in the fruit of the spirit. We we'll, we'll walk according to, to the dictates of God. So that we don't even have to get to the point where we are battling with such things. If we learn to say sorry, we learn to control our anger, we learn not to use dramatic means of dealing with the issues that confront us, 
what else two more pardon manage your frustrations and then what's the last one pardon discipline your tongue if we can do these five things wouldn't have to go through all of these because some of the things i've taken you they are, they are frustrating like it's, it's you know having to bring your matter to the church and all of that let's not get to the point where we have to bring issues to church hallelujah may the lord give you maturity enough to be able to deal with the thing at your level even before you get to the level of dealing with somebody else i want us to rise to our feet and pray today we want to pray about offense Offense is one thing you can't stop praying about. Because that's what the tendency to be offended, it is there. Once you are dealing with a human institution, there's always a tendency to get offended. Offense can destroy a church faster than fornication and adultery can combine. Most people who leave churches, stop serving in churches, stop functioning in the house of god is because of offense you're offended the expectations were not met they call somebody that i want to have a discussion with you on this matter but the person was occupied and the person couldn't make time for them or you made a mistake and you were rebuked offense you want to pray that lord may i be delivered from the spirit of offense I don't want to get offended. I don't want to be bitter. And right now, I want you to pray. If, if there's anybody you are bitter against, maybe your mother, your father, a friend of yours, you want to pray that Lord, take that toxic bitterness out of me. Just lift up your voice. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. You want to deal with offense. Every offense. Maybe you are even in a relationship and you are offended with your partner. You are married and you are offended with your husband. You are married, you are offended with your wife. You are offended with your father. You are offended with your mother. God, pray that Lord take this offense out of me. Guard my heart against offense. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, pray that offense will be far away from your dwelling. In the name of Jesus. You can never heal completely if you are still harboring offense in your heart. Maybe you are even offended with God himself. Because there was something you were expecting him to do that he did not do. Somebody you were expecting him to heal that he did not heal. When you harbor offense and issues with your brothers and your sisters and you come to church, the Bible says when you have something against your brother and you are coming to offer a sacrifice, leave it at the altar. Go and make peace before you come. In our time, our worship is also sacrificed. Our praise is also sacrificed. A lot of the praise we offer God is useless to Him because we are harboring offense. We are harboring bitterness against people. Lord, we pray that Lord, detoxify my 
forgive to let go to overlook wrongdoing some of you are just too judgmental you just can't let it go you just can't let something go you always must hold something against somebody you want to pray for the grace to overlook wrongs you just brush over things and gloss over things. Just lift up your voice and pray. Lord, I ask God to have mercy on you. Bitterness is like a cancer. It eats up the one who harbors it. And bitterness is like drinking poison. And expecting somebody else to die. Are you the one helping yourself? If anybody has offended you, let it go right now. When Jesus was teaching us to pray, he said, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That means it's a matter of reciprocity. You forgive and you are also forgiving. You want to pray for the grace to forgive your brother, to forgive your sister. Just lift up your voice and pray. by this message. For information on how you can receive more teachings from the man of God, reach us on 024-878-7350. Stay blessed.